Greetings, everyone. Pastor Scott with the Good Sam cast from Good Samaritan Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I've got Natalie Butler with me again today. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. So the reason, Natalie, I like having you here, and sometimes it'll probably be Pastor Don, might be someone else, but I like having you here. Sometimes you've got questions about the sermon. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why. <laughs> I mean, I just thought... You make it pretty clear, yeah, so... Well, I mean, you know, that's the goal, <laughs> is to make it crystal clear. But but I think, you know, it's a good point, is that obviously the way we normally do sermons and things, there's not a chance for yeah. give and take. And yeah. so, uh, you know, just kind of a reminder for those of you listening, when we do the sermons or the messages here on the podcast, we're recording it after we've already done it. And we want to do it in this format where there can be some opportunity for a little give and take, whether it's between Natalie and myself or Pastor Don and me or Pastor Don and myself. I mean, I think you get it. So yeah. just grateful, Natalie, that you're willing to do that. So, Natalie, I heard about a woman who died. and Well, she didn't really die, but something had happened. I don't know if it was a heart attack or a stroke or something, but she had a near-death experience in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And in this near-death experience, she believed that she saw God. And, you know, we've heard a lot of stories about that, similar things. And in her case, you know, God said, I'm not ready for you yet. He said, you've got another 43 years. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of came to after all of this. And she thought, well, if I've got another 42 or 43 years, she said, I'm going to get some things done since I'm in the <laughs> hospital. Why not? And, and so she... She had a facelift, and she had her teeth straightened and whitened, and there were some augmentation procedures I can't really get into, and they redid her hair and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, this was great, she thought, and then she, she's leaving the hospital and walks out into the driveway area and gets hit by an ambulance. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and is killed. She ends up in front of God, and she's kind of angry at him. And she said, I thought I had another 43 years. And God said to her, but I didn't recognize you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> now, those of you who are listening, it has something to do with where we're going here. <laughs> at first, when you started, I heard about a woman who died. I was like, wow, where is this going? <laughs> well, and, 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 and the reason I shared that story, I, I was kind of like that joke. Um, <laughs> but the reason I share that is that, and I still won't get to scripture, now I'm going to go to Ben Franklin. Mm. Okay, Benjamin Franklin, right? He said in a letter in 1789 that in this world nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. Mm. Death and taxes. And I'm sure those of you listening, you've heard that before, right? Well, uh, today... We want to talk about the fourth verse of the 23rd Psalm, and um, it reads, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. Pastor Scott with the Good Sam cast from Good Samaritan Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I've got Natalie Butler with me again today. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. So the reason, Natalie, I like having you here, and sometimes it'll probably be Pastor Don, might be someone else, but I like having you here. Sometimes you've got questions about the sermon. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why. <laughs> 
I mean, I just thought... You make it pretty clear, yeah, so... Well, I mean, you know, that's the goal, <laughs> is to make it crystal clear. But, but I think, you know, it's a good point, is that obviously the way we normally do sermons and things, there's not a chance for yeah. give and take. And yeah. so, uh, you know, just kind of a reminder for those of you listening, when we do the sermons or the messages here on the podcast, we're recording it after we've already done it. And we want to do it in this format where there can be some opportunity for a little give and take, whether it's between Natalie and myself or Pastor Don and me or Pastor Don and myself. I mean, I think you get it. So just grateful, Natalie, that you're willing to do that. So, Natalie, I heard about a woman who died. Well, she didn't really die, but something had happened. I don't know if it was a heart attack or a stroke or something, but she had a near-death experience in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And in this near-death experience, she believed that she saw God. And, you know, we've heard a lot of stories about that, similar things. And in her case, you know, God said, I'm not ready for you yet. He said, you've got another 43 years. Mm. And so she kind of came to after all of this. And she thought, well, if I've got another 42 or 43 years, she said, I'm going to get some things done since I'm in the <laughs> hospital. Why not? And, and so she... She had a facelift, and she had her teeth straightened and whitened, and there were some augmentation procedures I can't really get into, and they redid her hair and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, this was great, she thought, and then she's leaving the hospital and walks out into the driveway area and gets hit by an ambulance. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And is killed. She ends up in front of God, and she's kind of angry at him. And she said, I thought I had another 43 years. And God said to her, but I didn't recognize you. Oh, my gosh. Now, those of you listening, it has something to do with where we're going here. (laughs) At first, when you started, I heard about a woman who died. I was like, wow, where is this going? (laughs) Well, and and, and the reason I shared that story, I was kind of like that joke. Um, But the reason I share that is that, and I still won't get to scripture, now I'm going to go to Ben Franklin. Mm. Okay, Benjamin Franklin, right? He said in a letter in 1789 that in this world nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. Mm. Death and taxes. And I'm sure those of you listening, you've heard that before, right? Well, uh, today... We want to talk about the fourth verse of the 23rd Psalm, and um, it reads, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the second way of releasing this burden, the the burden of the fear of the grave or the burden of grief. Um, the second way of doing it is, is simply this. Uh, and maybe it isn't simply. Simply said, but believing in and clinging to God's promises that we don't have to face death alone. Mm-hmm. Believe in and cling to God's promises that we don't have to face death alone. Let me read verse 4 again of Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not driving, or you're later maybe if you're in a place, 
pull out your Bibles, uh, whether it's on your iPhone or uh, a, a physical Bible, and go to Psalm 23 and notice that in the first three verses, um, David is really, he's describing the good shepherd. He's saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, he makes me do this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me. But in verse four, it changes. Mm -hmm. Verse four almost becomes a prayer. And appropriately so, I think. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He's not saying his, right. he's saying you. And so it's like David's not praying. And maybe that's appropriate when it gets into this heavy topic of, of, of the shadow, or the valley of the shadow of death, or, or the darkest valley, whatever your translation might be. But the key words there, for you are with me. Believing in and clinging to God's promises that we don't have to face death alone. Natalie, I'm sure you've read the stories like I've read. I mean, one of the hardest things during this pandemic has been people having to go into the hospital all yeah. alone. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of those people have died. I mean, 210,000 in our country now when we're recording this uh, have died. And, and probably the great majority of them alone. Mm -hmm. uh, alone in the sense that uh, obviously the hospital staff's there, but their family isn't their loved ones aren't there. And heartbreaking stories of how um, people have just been alone during this tough time and, and you know how hard it is. I, I know, again, my in-laws uh, went into assisted living during the pandemic. And then, you know, with the hope of being in assisted living where there'd be more things to do and more people to visit with, and then they haven't been able to. Mm. And then... You know, as, as you alluded to, my mother-in-law who's nearing death now. And, and it's just tough. It's tough. And I, and I think people are scared of death because of what's going to happen and, you know, what's it going to be like and all of that. But David says, and it's interesting, he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Interesting. He's going through the valley, and he's not going through the valley alone, mm -hmm. but he says what? You, you are with me. Are with me. Mm -hmm. You are with me. And, and that's obviously not the only place. Um, one passage of scripture that I think I've read in almost, almost all the funerals I've ever conducted is from John's Gospel in the 14th chapter, verses 2 and 3. Jesus is talking and Jesus says, my father's house has many rooms. Now, obviously, he's not talking about a, you know, 25 square, 2,500 square foot little house. Mm -hmm. He's talking about God's kingdom, yeah. but he uses the word house. My father's kingdom, my father's house has many rooms. Some biblical scholars say that the Greek word that we've translated rooms could just as easily be translated into mansions. And so in my father's kingdom, there are many mansions. And I can't even imagine what a mansion in heaven right. would be like. <laughs> kind of anxious to see, but not right now. Yeah. Not right now. But my father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. And so the question 
I want to just throw out to your listeners is uh, who's going to take you home when you die? Who's going to take you home? And the answer is Jesus is. Jesus is going to take you home. Uh, Natalie, you've probably seen the stories. Listeners have probably heard the stories or seen the stories too of people who are in the process of dying and the relatives have said like a smile comes over their face mm -hmm. and a number of times people have said that you know their loved one has said I see Jesus or mm -hmm. it's like they're talking to somebody mm -hmm. and and I just say why are we surprised about that I mean why are we surprised when Jesus himself said if I go and prepare a place for you I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am and so if we believe in and cling to God's promises, then we know that one, in that dying process, we aren't left alone. And in fact, Jesus is going to be there right. when we die. That's amazing. I mean, amazing stuff. Um, Pastor Don and I uh, have used Max Lucado uh, and his writings for a lot of inspiration. I just think he's a tremendous, uh, tremendous writer. And I don't know how he writes all these books all the time, but great stories and great insights and uh, would you do me a favor absolutely. Uh, here, here's Lucado's book would you just read from that for me absolutely um, so Max Lucado writes for what the shepherd does with the flock our shepherd will do with us he will lead us into the high country where or sorry when the pasture is bare down here God will lead us up there he will guide us through the gate out of the flatlands and up the path of the mountain I love that Absolutely love that. So, I mean, imagine if um, imagine if you had a flock of sheep here, and it's summer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I got to get these sheep up to Mount Charleston because it's cooler and there's yeah. some green grass up there and all of that. That's really what the shepherd does. Yeah. And so, literally, he'll move them out of the flatlands up to the highlands. Well, what Lucado is saying and what you read is that. The imagery is that that's what God does with us. That's what Jesus does with us, except the highlands, the mountain is heaven. Yeah. And so uh, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The shepherd's rod and staff were used to kind of prod the sheep, but also to guide them and to protect them. And so in that whole process of going through the valley of the shadow of death, um, the shepherd is there prodding, guiding, mm -hmm. protecting, we're not alone. Right. And, and you know, I, I, I think it's why so many people who maybe don't know a lot of Bible verses know this know verse. Know this one. Oh, yes. You know, they know this verse. And um, I love what the writer of Hebrews said in chapter 9. He said, Just as people are destined to die once, and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. There are just so many promises in God's word in so many places that we don't have to be alone, we aren't alone, uh, we're going to die, yes, but God's going to be there with us, Jesus himself is going to greet us and bring us home. Uh, and that when we belong to him, as we do because of his love and his sacrifice, um, there's really nothing to fear. Yeah. Uh, we can let that burden go. But, you know, I know it's still hard for people to 
maybe deal with the reality of their own death. But I think when we look at the verse, when it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, there are other dark valleys. <laughs> yeah. You know? I was going to say, when I, when I first was listening to your sermon, I've heard this verse over and over, but death was never what I thought of. Yeah. It was the dark valleys that we go through even in living. The dark valley of unemployment. Yeah. The dark valley of job loss. Mm -hmm. The dark valley of a soured relationship or a difficult relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, the dark valley of getting told you have cancer. Mm -hmm. The dark valley of having a heart attack. I mean, all kinds of dark valleys. Yeah. And at that time, at that time, that might be the darkest valley ever for somebody. Yeah. Well, I would submit to the listeners that it, the promises are true then too. Oh, absolutely. It isn't just for the valley of the shadow of death, mm -hmm. but any dark valley we're going through. God is there. Mm -hmm. He's promised he's never going to leave us or forsake us. Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to be alone, mm -hmm. even though we might feel alone. Uh, it might look impossible, but he's prodding us and guiding us and protecting us. His rod and his staff, you know, they... They are there comforting us in that sense. And so I guess that's what I want to just kind of lift up to people listening today too, is that uh, maybe death seems far off right now, and I pray it is for mm -hmm. you. I pray it is for you and your loved ones. But inevitably, if you're not in a dark valley right now, you will be sometime. Uh -huh. That's life. Yep. I tell but, the students that all the yeah. time, even if you, because sometimes we'll talk about some of those harder situations, with, and, and maybe my sixth and seventh graders haven't gone through something yep. but what we always say is that you know maybe you haven't experienced this yet or maybe you haven't experienced something hard yet but you will yep and we want them to have those promises in their theoretical back pocket so when that does happen when they do go through those dark valleys they they already know those yep. promises yep. and they already know that God is with them well, and that's why I love what you're doing with the young people. It's what we try to do with the not as young people <laughs> as well, is just remind the, reminding them what God's promises yeah. are, what his word says, so that, one, we can accept there are going to be dark valleys, mm -hmm. even death, mm -hmm. but there are going to be dark valleys. And then, secondly, believe in and cling to God's promises that we don't have to face them alone. Mm -hmm. uh, God is for you. God is with you. Whatever dark valley you go through, whenever you go through it, you're not alone. And so just uh, pull out Psalm 23, like I said, I'd encourage you to do that and see how David now starts to pray in the last part of the psalm. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Natalie. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being <laughs> with us. This was the Good Sam cast from Good Samaritan Church here in Las Vegas. If you want more information about the church, you can always go to our website as well. That's goodsamlv.com, goodsamlv.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a blessed day. Bye.